Most of us are terrified of making mistakes. My name is Eloise, I'm the co-founder of Fossa Athletic, and in this video, I am going to share with you a few quick tips on how not to be scared of making mistakes and how making mistakes can actually help you on your weight loss journey. In fact, if you didn't make any mistakes, it would be almost impossible to learn the lessons you need to learn in order to improve in the future and actually reach the goals that you're after, especially when it comes to weight loss, because a huge part of it is learning about your own body and no one can give you the information that you really need. You have to tune in and be able to listen, be able to get a few of those messages wrong before you can then go back and get them right. So the way that most of us approach mistakes is with a whole heap of guilt and shame and horrible self-talk that just makes us feel terrible about ourselves. So it's no wonder that when that happens, we jump straight to quitting. Or we go ahead and we make it 10 times worse by continuing to say, screw it, I've already ruined it, I'm just gonna go out and eat everything. And then we end up with a stomach full of food, we have to unbutton our pants, we're talking all of this guilt and shame talk to ourselves. We're telling ourselves how terrible we are. We're telling ourselves that this is never going to work. We're broken. It's so much harder for us. Why do we always do this to ourselves? And I just, I don't think that that is a great spot to be able to make positive and healthy changes in your life. I've definitely been there. So I 100% understand how that feels and how hopeless and defeated you can feel in those moments. And that is why this video is going to help because these tips are tips that I have learnt and am learning. It's always a process of learning. So weekends, holidays, stressful times, eating with friends, eating at restaurants. These are all times when typically we end up making a mistake of some kind, overeating, eating more than we planned, eating more that makes us feel good. And then we end up getting into this guilt shame spiral, quitting the plan or going on a bender that just goes on forever and makes us feel terrible. So what we need to do is learn how to deal with these events, how to take them and be able to continue losing weight while also enjoying these events and not having that stress and not feeling out of control because it's totally possible. Mistakes will happen. You will make mistakes. You will eat more than you wanted to. You will eat more than feels good. How are you going to deal with them? That is the question that you need to ask yourself. So step one is something that we call the emotional cycle of change. This is a model used in psychology and it shows the process that we as humans go through when we're making big changes in our lives. I'm sure that you have experienced this at some point, probably in your weight loss attempts in the past. I know I certainly have. So the first stage is uninformed optimism. And this is the time when you're so excited, you found this new diet, this is the one. This is the one that's going to change the game. And you get super excited, you plan everything, you buy all your groceries, you're like, yes, this is the time I'm going to change. I'm going to be a completely different person at the end of these eight weeks. Let's go. And obviously this is called uninformed optimism because you're not informed yet. 
you don't know how hard it's going to be. You're in this sort of dreamland of believing that you're not going to make any mistakes and that it's just going to be smooth sailing. The path looks straight because you're still at the beginning there. You, you can't yet see the perspective of all the, the bumps and the valleys that you're going to have to navigate eventually. So stage number two is informed pessimism. Now, obviously, from this point, you've started the diet, you've gone on it for a little while. It's starting to feel a little bit difficult. You're starting to feel like, ah, oh, you know, last week when I was so excited, this seemed like it would be so easy. But now I want to go out and I want to eat with my friends and I, I don't know how to do that while following the diet. And now you're starting to feel like, oh, it's actually harder than I thought. And now I'm giving examples of a diet, a strict diet, but this happens with every single thing that you go on. We've got a program that doesn't involve dieting, but we still notice that everyone goes through these cycles of change on our program, even though our program doesn't involve those extreme levels of restriction, you still go through this cycle with anything that you do where you're actually creating change in your life. So stage two informed pessimism, it's starting to feel harder than you thought it would be. The next stage, we move on to stage number three. Stage number three is the valley of despair. And yes, it is as hopeless and desperate as it sounds. <laughs> so this is the point where most people quit. This is the point where you get to basically the pit, you're in this massive rut and you just have no idea how to get out of it. It feels like it's so hard you're questioning why you're even doing it. You just cannot figure out why it feels so difficult. You didn't expect it to be this hard. I, I think we've all felt like that at some point. So if you feel like that, welcome to the Valley of Despair. I recognize so many times when I get to this point, not just weight loss, although it happens, even though I'm a trainer, even though I've been in the industry for so many years now, I still reach the valley of despair from time to time. So getting there and feeling those feelings is not the part that ruins you. It is how you deal with them, right? It is do you quit when you're in the valley of despair or do you push through, find ways to cope, find ways to improve, to make little changes, to get a little bit better, to shift your thoughts, to create those positive changes in your life to get to stage four. Because once you get through the valley of despair, it's pretty much smooth sailing from there. So stage four is informed optimism. You've reached the other side. So this is where you've proven to yourself that you can get through the valley of despair. You've proven to yourself that you can do it, that you're doing it. You've gotten to this point where you're like, yeah, this is hard, but I can do it. And when you get to this point, success is almost inevitable because you've gotten through all the hard shit. You know what's coming. Nothing that comes around the corner is gonna be something you haven't dealt with already in the Valley of Despair. So you're well on your way to success. Now it's just a case of implementing. And beyond stage four is stage five, which is success and fulfillment. And obviously this is if you keep going and you keep implementing, over time you will reach your point of success. You will feel fulfilled. You'll reach the goal that you set for yourself. And so it might paint a bleak picture having to go through the valley of despair, but that's just life. That's how it works. And if you can recognize, I found knowing the emotional cycles of change 
to be very valuable because I can recognize when I'm in the valley. I can recognize that if I just keep going, I'll get to stage four and I'll be on that winning streak. But I can't quit, can't quit at that point. All right, so step two is to learn how to accept mistakes as a part of the journey. So a boxer doesn't get into the ring and take a punch and then just like tap out and quit. They know that they've trained for this. They get in the ring, they take a punch, they give a punch and it's all part of a strategy. They know they have to take a number of punches to be able to give another number of punches. If they just punched their opponent and never took a punch, that wouldn't be much of a game, would it? So part of their strategy is actually taking punches but their strategy is to throw the last punch. So what can you believe that will help you roll with the punches of your weight loss journey? One way I like to do this is to think that my first thought or my first action is not what counts. It's what I do with it. So it's the second thought. It's the follow-up action that really counts. Getting to the valley of despair is not failure, but quitting at that point is. It's the second action that matters. So pushing through is what matters. And you need to remind yourself constantly, every single day, that you are not bad or a failure for taking a few punches. You are not bad for overeating a few times. You're not bad for forgetting to do whatever you plan to do. What you've got to do is take that as a lesson. How can I plan better in the future? What can I do now that's going to show who I really am, that's going to show how committed I really am to my goals. What can I do now to get back up and keep going? Like training in the gym, mistakes make you stronger. And the more you push through that, that pain of the mistake and the, the pain of, of maybe a setback, the more you can then come back in the future. So step three is your language matters. So constantly in weight loss, I hear clients and I've said myself, I'm struggling with, or I'm just not very good at, or I think that my body doesn't respond the way that others do. It's harder for me. These thoughts become reality. What you think you become. So the more you think these thoughts that are very black and white and self-defeating, the more you will prove those to be true and the more mistakes you'll make and the, and the more you'll quit. So instead of saying those things like, chocolate is my weakness, I really struggle with eating out at restaurants. Instead, reframe that to, I'm becoming the type of person who is in control of my eating habits. I am becoming the type of person who's learning what works for my body. See the difference there? Tell yourself that you are the type of person who is committed to figuring this out. And just like those negative thoughts became true, the positive ones will also become true. And eventually your thoughts will create your reality, a much more positive reality, and one that is conducive to your goals. Because in life, we're constantly becoming the next version of ourselves. How you've done something one time is not how you will continue to do it for life. Do you still think and behave like you did when you were a child? No, you've constantly gone through so many evolutions of yourself. So why do we constantly expect ourselves to be the same? We tell ourselves these stories about our past experiences with weight loss and we make them reasons as to why we can't succeed now. 
but you have to think of yourself as someone who is becoming. You are constantly becoming the next version of yourself. So it doesn't serve you to tell yourself this black and white story about how you can't do it or you're bad or it's hard for you. You need to tell yourself the correct story and that is that you are becoming who you want to be. And step four to dealing with mistakes is to plan for the future. Plan for those little bumps that will come up inevitably along the road. And this is making decisions ahead of time. And this is something we teach our clients a lot and we really emphasize because making these decisions ahead of time is so valuable. If you know that eating out at a restaurant is a time when you typically overeat and feel unwell and end up completely quitting your weight loss plan, then how can you plan ahead for that? And it doesn't involve avoiding the restaurant completely because that's not real life, that's not realistic. You are becoming the type of person who can eat out at a restaurant and still lose weight. So one way to plan ahead is to plan what you'll eat at the restaurant. Look at the menu ahead of time. Choose what you're going to have. Make small compromises. How can you make your choice a little bit better? So if you normally have a burger and fries, you don't have to go and order salad and soup for it to be effective. What you could do instead is order just the burger, no fries. Or you could order a salad with fries, right? So think about what works for you at this point. What is a doable change that you can make that's going to contribute to you getting a small win? And the next way to plan is to commit to how you're going to eat when you're at the restaurant. One of the big lessons we teach our clients is eating slowly and eating to the point of satisfied rather than full. So in order to determine when you're feeling satisfied and you don't just mindlessly eat to the point of feeling full, eating slowly helps. But sometimes we get distracted and that's totally understandable if you're in conversation, you know, you're in a different environment, the food tastes really good. Instead, one strategy that I've used that's quite effective is commit to halfway through your meal, get up from the table and take a break by going to the bathroom. And this might sound a little bit silly, but trust me, it really works. Because what it does is it gives you a break. So halfway through your meal, when you would normally just keep eating and eat the whole thing in one go, what it does is it breaks it up. It takes you away from the food and it allows you to actually tune into how am I really feeling? Am I feeling full at this point? Am I feeling satisfied? Do I want to eat the second half of my meal? It allows you to make a conscious decision about what you're going to do for the second half of the meal. And you may decide that you're feeling good, you're satisfied, you don't want to eat anymore. Or you may decide that the meal is really delicious and you want to keep eating. That is fine too. But taking that break and making it a conscious choice that you make is the point. It's not whether you do eat the whole meal or not. It's what are you consciously deciding to do rather than what are you doing on autopilot? What are you just eating through the meal just because it's there? We want to make our, all of our decisions intentional and conscious. And if you go out and you had this amazing plan and you don't follow it, that's okay too. It's okay to make mistakes when we plan ahead. As we've discussed through this whole video, life never goes according to plan. So you've just got to roll with the punches sometimes. 
But usually, if you can't follow the plan that you set out for yourself, it's highly likely that the plan was not 100% realistic for where you're at right now. So using that example of the restaurant that we just used, if you do normally have a big pasta meal or a burger and fries when you go out and you do decide that, yeah, I'm going to have the salad and the soup, it's probably likely that when you get there, you're going to be like, that just sounds not very nice. I want to enjoy this meal. So make sure that when you're planning, you're planning intentionally and you're planning realistically because the best plan is one that's followed. So how can you make a plan that you're 100% confident you can follow? And when you choose the smallest possible change, it then makes your wins inevitable. And when you can get those really small wins, then you get that confidence of like, hey, next time I'm going to make a bigger change. These, these changes, they compound over time and eventually you're a completely different person. So the biggest takeaway that I want you to take away from this video is that if you are in the valley of despair, if you have just made a mistake, if you've eaten more than you planned or eaten food that you didn't plan, it's okay. Just take one more step. Think about what's one small action I can take now to get back on track. Tiny, tiny thing. It could even just be a sip of water. What is one small thing to get you out of the valley of despair and into stage four? Because when you put one foot in front of the other, just one day at a time, eventually you'll find yourself over the hill and out of the valley. And that's where the results are that you're looking for. So that's all I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. I know that these steps have been super valuable in my own life. And so I hope that they do the same for you. Hit like if this video was valuable for you and I will see you in the next one.